Here we go. What's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition, this week's edition of Thinking Logically. The Sons of Liberty are back in action. It's episode 82. Joe, we are fresh off the heels of this fourth GOP debate last night. Uh, What's going on over there? In general, I don't know. I saw a TikTok video where Dana White did an 86-hour fast. So I figure I could lose a little bit of weight. Maybe I'll try fasting again. So I'm kind of doing that whole thing where I go about 18 to 24 hours once or twice a week. And it's actually not that bad. I, it's it's Once you get past like hour 14, I feel like I can go for like 30 hours. I just, I have a wife and a kid and I have to eat. It'd be weird just watching them eat and not eating. So that's what's <laughs> new. Drinking water, but, tea, anything like that? Yeah, no tea, nothing, because I have to have sugar or honey and everything, like tea and coffee, whatever. So I just do water. I, I love water, though. I mean, I could drink water all day long as long as it's good water. Can't can't do Dasani. Got to have filtered water. Yeah, I wanted to get one of them, like like water ionizers or filters, too, for, for Christmas. But they're like three grand. And Santa just, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of Santa, but I don't think it's going to happen. Just get a Berkey. What's that? Uh, one of those filters. So they're like three or four hundred bucks. They filter your water pretty good. Hmm. So, speaking of your kid, uh, my kid uh, looks at your Christmas card every day and uh, with with your son on it and flips it over numerous times and screams when she sees your son. So uh, that's nice. I mean, Kingsley put about seven or eight days into the picking out of the card and the template and everything, the color, the Christmas. It, it was like. Uh, What's the movie American Psycho? He's worried about his <laughs> card. That, that's that that was what it was like in his house going through the Christmas card. But I'm glad she likes it. We got to get them together for for a play date. Oh yeah, my daughter loves it. Um, biggest news we've seen in the last I don't know few days or so is college football playoff. Joe, Florida State, thirteen and zero ACC champ. We'll say snubbed with air quotes. Uh, in favor of. The champion from the Southeastern Conference, Alabama. Joe, any take on this? Um, yeah, a, a, a lot of takes. Uh, first of all, what's what's Florida State's quarterback that got hurt? What's his name? Jordan. Jordan. Uh, Travis. Jordan Travis. Yep. Okay. So the point I've been making is Jordan Travis isn't even in the Heisman running. He should be the hands down lock to win the Heisman because he is such a valuable player to his team and such an outstanding athlete that. His loss to the team in the final game or two kept their undefeated Power 5 conference champion team out of the college playoff. First time it's ever happened in history. They won 13 games. They beat Clemson on the road. They beat two SEC teams. They're not in the college playoff, Mark. I don't know why. It's it's almost like our elections, if you want to compare it politically. We don't really have elections. They didn't, they didn't earn the right to play. The people... I don't know. They were selected. It was selections like we have. And the committee got it completely wrong, I think, because this is a good defense. Florida State had one thing that you can't argue. They had a really good defense, in my opinion, an elite defense. And there's been teams that have made the playoff before that have had crap defenses but great offenses, and and they don't get snubbed for having a bad defense. Again, it's a second-string quarterback that's going to be playing in the playoff. A third-string quarterback for Ohio State won the national championship, what, Five years ago hasn't been that long. I more than that, but yeah, Cardell Jones, maybe ten years ago. It's been a while, okay. But regardless, regardless, 
Uh, I think Florida State got snubbed. And if if I was them, I, I, I don't know. W- what do you do? They're setting them up against Georgia. Everyone's going to opt out probably anyway, so you're not going to get a, a real feel for how the matchup would have went. It's 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 tragic. College football could be in its last uh, primal screams here. This was tough. We know it, at least the way we know it. Well, I think that Florida State was out regardless because if you think about it, what if if Georgia just beat Alabama or say Alabama lost to Auburn instead of completing that fourth and goal from the thirty? Um, I think that. Well, no, I think that if Florida if Auburn would have beat Alabama, and then Alabama would have beat Georgia, I think Florida State would have would have went. Um, but had Georgia won the SEC championship, it would have been Georgia, Washington, Michigan, and Texas. So I feel like Florida State was probably out either way. Um, but yeah, life isn't fair. And if I was a Florida State fan, I would be so pissed off. The numbers don't lie. Hey, Alabama lost at home to Texas. Florida State, Florida State beat two SEC. They beat LSU. I, I, I don't know if that game was the neutral site or if they were on the road or not. But that's one of the most potent offenses in college football. And Florida State kind of shut them down, like they did a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they, 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 they have some good value wins. I just, you can argue that Georgia didn't play anyone. Which they really right. did. They, they didn't you know. get it. In, the, in Alabama, I, I don't know, man. It's college football. There's never going to be a good answer. It's it, I, I don't like the way this is all set up. Even when you go to 12 teams, it's still going to be maybe that's too many. I, I don't know. I don't know. But Florida State got snubbed like you wouldn't believe. 13-0. and 13-0. You go perfect. No one beat you. That's still not good enough. Yep. Uh, well, we, we've seen Governor Ron DeSanctimonious allocate a million dollars for litigation. Uh, to be awarded to Florida State University as they maybe pursue some sort of lawsuit against the college football playoff. I don't know what that's going to do or not, but. And I would say that's like dumb and that's wasting money, which I, I guess you could definitely make the argument it is. But these are like, you know, 40 kids in this team that are vying for number one draft spots, money, yeah. NIL deals. And I think making a college football playoff would matter to them financially. Don't you think, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Um, so all right. Um let's Speaking talk Ronda about Sanders. Ronda Sanders. Let's get to let's get to the debate. Ronda Sanctimonious had a good showing last night. He is actually ticking up in the polls a little bit. By a little bit. And let's just we'll just start with this right off the bat. Um we're gonna talk about the debate now from last night, the fourth GOP debate. But let's set the stage here. Let's give some context to where we're at now. All right. Uh, Is this still Donald Trump's Republican Party? Yes. Is he still far and away the leading candidate in the Republican Party? Yes. But, and there's a but here, Joe. This is from Trafalgar as of December 3rd. If the 2024 Republican presidential primary were tomorrow, who would you most likely support? says only those who answered very likely or likely to vote were the ones here. 53.5% Donald Trump. Okay. Big number. <laughs> over 50%. However, Ron DeSantis polling at 16.7%. Nikki Haley 
16.2%. Chris Christie, 6.3%. Vivek Ramaswamy, 4.3%. So we're seeing DeSanctimonious and Nikki Haley go up. Chris Christie even go up a little bit and Vivek going down a little bit. Joe, any reason for that? Uh, I, I, I just, I, I, I can't believe that. The only, thing, the only reason I can put behind it is maybe these are all the people that are currently supporting the VEC when it actually comes time to like actually pick someone that's, you know, when Trump is involved, they go from the VEC to Trump. Maybe. I don't know. I, Chris Christie at 16%. Come on. Come on. I know I that. I don't know Chris about Christie that. At 6%. Who was supporting Chris Christie? So, Let's move to Iowa. This was as of yesterday. If the 2024 Republican caucus were tomorrow, who would you most likely support for president? Donald Trump, 43.8%. All right, you have to imagine this is Iowa. This is uh, this is going to be happening here within what, Joe? Um, five days and five weeks and five days, I think. Say, yeah, let's say six weeks, something like that. Uh, Ronda Sanctimonia, 17.5%. Nikki Haley, 15%. Uh, Vivek, 4.5%. Chris Christie, 4.5%. So, I, you know, for someone who's, we've heard whose campaign is flailing, whose campaign is staffers are leaving, DeSantis is actually ticking up a little bit in the polls. So, and so is Nikki Haley. But, and that's in Iowa, and we just gave you the national as well. So, I don't know, something to keep an eye on, Joe. Uh, you know, we 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 believe and everyone else believes Trump is going to run away with this um, nomination. But a lot remains to be seen. All right. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves by any means, but we still expect Donald Trump to, to be the nominee um, by far. So let's talk about last night. Uh, this was a, a four person debate between Christy, uh, Nikki Haley. Her Her real name was thrown out there last night, Joe. Uh, I know we mentioned that last uh, episode. Rhonda Sanctimonious and Vivek Ramaswamy. So uh, her real name is Nimarada. And that is apparently what Vivek Ramaswamy refers to as Nimarada. But um, but Vivek was on fire again last night. And Joe, what do you want to lead off with here? I know he challenged Nikki Haley on a little geography lesson. Yes, and she couldn't complete the challenge, and I think that's why that she's at what sixteen percent now. She'll she'll never go above above that. If anything, she might fall. Um, about a minute and ten seconds of Vivek embarrassing Nikki Haley. You you have to look up the clip because the expression on her face when she knows she can't answer the question and she is smoked is classic. I want yeah. to say one thing about the tie to Ukraine, if I may. So foreign policy ex- Can you hear this? Yeah. is the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. 
So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a couple of ministers right there, the donors, the donors right there that are playing with the podcast. Now, he said Eastern Ukraine. I mean, I, just off the top of my head, Crimea has to be one. Donetsk. Like we we've talked about this on this podcast. Like these are like, and she couldn't name one. I can name one, Donbas. Right? I'm not a I'm not a Ukraine geography wizard, but I can at least name one. Right, the Donbas region. I, I don't know if it's a region or province, but I know Donetsk and and uh, Crimea are two for sure provinces, and there's. I don't know if it's in the east or not. L L V I V the Viv or whatever. Yeah, the Viv. But I, I can name three. I, and I mean, I'm not I'm not running for president. I'm not a foreign policy expert. I'm just a, a, a guy with the with a phone and an internet connection. Like, I, and I I I I know this stuff off the top of my head. How could she not? She could have named three right there and shut him down. So don't say like she was respecting, you know, his time. No, she didn't know. And that's like uh who was the who was the third party candidate that couldn't name didn't know what Aleppo was in 2016 and he, Gary he was, Johnson. Gary Johnson from pulling it like three percent to zero. What is Aleppo? He said. Yeah. I mean and, and honestly, that's not a disqualifying question. Like, okay, that that's bad, but like worry about America. Worry about this country. We were worrying about Aleppo back then, and where'd that get us? <laughs> we still problems over there. And and they there weren't for four years for a pause for four years. Worry about this country. Again, Zelensky was the man. Of, we'll get to Taylor Swift and the person of the year, whatever it is now. Zelensky was man of the year last year. What changed? What happened? And he was what? The time person of the year? Yeah. What it was? Yeah. Uh, we could play a few more clips too, but just hammering that home. That, that's wait, kind of... wait, wait, Joey. We, you mentioned time person of the year, Joe. Vladimir Zelensky, right? 2022. 2022, yeah. And who is this year's time person of the year, Joe? Taylor, our girl, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Had to be. Had to be Taylor Swift. Jack Basobic was going off on Taylor Swift on his podcast yesterday. He was saying everything you were saying. She's everywhere. She's going to be She's gonna be used to bring in their vote in 2024. He was I mean, not 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 to not to uh, diverge from our first topic here, but he said that Nick or he said not Nikki Haley. He said that Taylor Swift is a psyop for the Democratic Party, and that she's going to rally voters for Joe Biden next year. He said, "Watch, it's going to happen." And you, I think you mentioned the same thing as well. It just it didn't seem it didn't seem like a real relationship, and I I've known because I've been in so many relationships. Yeah, uh, and. He, Anyway, uh, yeah, you got to give her per- you got to give her the time person of the year first. You know, this way, this way, you, it's like a WWE thing. You push her up, then I'm sure at some point she's going to break up with Travis Kelsey. Um, who knows what that be? But that'll make her stronger because she'll be able to write more songs about yeah. how men have wronged her and how women are, you know, the real power behind everything. And then they'll probably have a female candidate at that point. And then it'll be Travis Kelsey's fault whenever she breaks up with him. Yeah, but you're missing write a song about it. You're missing the point. Like, if you're gonna have a female candidate, that that 
that happening with Taylor Swift, that whole, you know, push, and then Travis Kelsey and girl power, it'd be a nice, I don't know who you would bring in. You can't bring in Hillary. Can't It cannot be Hillary. I don't know if it'd be Michelle Obama, but it, it, it can't be Newsom either. Taylor Swift and Newsom might work, I guess. I don't know. But Taylor Swift, I, I know she, she stumped for Biden-Harris in 2020, but that's, that can't work again, can it? Yeah. Biden won't last that long. And anyway, anyway, we're getting away from the debate. We're, we'll, I guess we could touch back on this later. But uh, speaking of. Well, let's time. let's talk about some more. Let's hear some more sound clips from last night's debate. Uh, right. This one was from. Um, it's about Chris. Find one from Vivek here. I know it was on Benny Johnson's. Uh, well, this let's talk about. Uh, oh, this is from Vivek. Yeah, on Chris Christie. I think you may have this queued yes. up, but I have it right here on uh, on Instagram. So let's listen to what Vivek had to say to Chris Christie. In Eastern Ukraine, he actually wanted us to fight for it. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, place. Yeah. When it comes to Nikki. Did he just fat shame Chris Christie, Joe? He did. He did. Well, I mean, the guy's an embarrassment. I mean, lose, lose a little bit of weight. Don't be st- – you could just meme the guy to death because anytime he's talking, you just put a turkey leg in his arm and have him walking around with it. It's He's an embarrassment. You can't be a slob. You can't be a total slob. Just like we don't like Joe Biden shuffling around looking old. We don't want some guy hitting up the buffet at 2 in the morning. Just like you don't want Barack Obama smoking. You never saw Barack Obama smoke, did you? Never. The dude smoked three packs a day. Never once – did he get caught smoking? <laughs> Chris Christie needs to lose some weight if he wants to be taken serious. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. Well, last night's debate was was certainly interesting. I think it was a little bit better because there was only four people on stage, number one and number two. Um, you didn't have people talking over each other. I know Chris Christie and Vivek went at it a little bit. Um, and, and same thing with Chris and, and Ron DeSanctimonious, but... Megan Kelly was one of the moderators, and she did a very good job of of trying to break that up and, and let people speak without being interrupted. Um, so do we have any more sound clips from last night, Joe? Um, I thought I had one. I, I don't know where I found the one where Vivek held the, the – <laughs> he held the notepad up, and it said, uh, Nikki Haley is corrupt. Nikki, uh, Nikki equals corrupt, yes. Well, I, I saw can... that. I was watching that live when that happened because I watched about an hour of this two-hour debate um how about this how about this speaking of uh we'll get we'll come back to that remind me joe but how about this opening salvo from megan kelly joe let's listen to what she had to say to chris christie not sure if you heard this or not is that 25 you got into this race just to stop president trump his approval rating with republicans is currently at 81 percent yours is at 25 your best state is new hampshire and even there Two-thirds of GOP voters say they would be angry and disappointed if you won. (laughs) Respectfully, Governor, you have not stopped, Mr. Trump. And voters may wonder how you could possibly become the nominee of a party that does not appear to like you very much. Well, look, Megan, um, it's often very difficult to be the only person on the stage who's telling the truth. And the only person who is taking on what needs to be taken on. I, I look at my watch now. We're 17 minutes into this debate. And except for your little speech in the beginning, we've had these three acting as if the race is between the four of us. The fifth guy, 
who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here, he's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. Uh, Chris Christie talking about guts. Yeah, that he's the only one that has the guts to to to, to tell the truth. Oh okay. yeah, guts. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Chris. Uh, but he's just a sad, sad candidate. I'm actually shocked that he's uh, polling as high as he is. What do we say, six percent or something like that? So, and I don't to know. bring up Bridgegate, didn't people? Didn't someone get a gel over Bridgegate? That the, the I think his, so. His master foreign policy. Yeah, I think someone with the gel over it. Which, whatever, it's politics. Um, here's the here's the sound clip from Vivek and Namachar. What, what's her name? Nimarada. Nimarada. She said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send her kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And actually, understand there's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from criticism. You. He's right, Mark, and the best part is that reminded me of the 2015 GOP debates when everyone started booing Trump and you thought it was over for him, and he goes, no, 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 no. That's Jeb Bush's donors booing. <laughs> And and history told us what happened. People pay attention, and people were a little bit smarter than this. They could see that that this the, this whole woman thing. You 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 can't criticize Nikki Haley because she's a woman or this or that, and she's a total war hawk and a neocon. Yeah, no wonder they want her. Uh I wonder if she'll have any role if. if- in, in a Trump administration, Joe. No, she shouldn't. I'll, I'll, I'll speak out. I'll be I'll be very upset. Well, she did last time. It was the UN ambassador. Yeah, she was the UN ambassador. Lots of people did last time, though, that were found out to be, what's the word I'm using? I don't want to say snakes. Just not exactly America first. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know for, I don't know why Vivek is polling so low, going the opposite way in a lot of these polls, but, um, I'm not sure how much longer he's going to be in it as well, Joe. I mean, how much longer can you can you campaign? Can you spend money? I mean, yeah, he has the money to do it, but when you're polling that low, like under between four and six percent, you know, at what point do you just say any donations? Like, I feel like someone's got to want to donate to Beck. Maybe I, I don't know, but you're 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 right. Maybe he's just waiting for a call from the Trump team. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the? The reports that Melania Trump uh, is going to have some influence on who uh, Donald Trump picks as his vice president. Because uh, from what I just read earlier today, that she, who knows if this is true or not, so let's keep this in mind. Um, But apparently she is in favor of Donald Trump picking Tucker Carlson as his vice president. Joe, your thoughts? I heard that. I didn't know where the source originally came from, so I might want to pour... Some what is it the expression cold water on that now? Um, I'm sure that I mean it's his wife. I'm sure she's going to have some kind of input, but like I don't think I, I wouldn't believe this story just yet. I, I I don't know. I feel like there 
they're setting something up here with this to put this in your head. Oh yeah, because Melania wanted that person. I feel like it's just something along the lines of that. So well, let's this- talk about Tucker Carlson as vice president because I have another idea for vice president. But I want to hear your thoughts on Tucker as vice president first. Um, Tucker, I, I'd rather him on TV. Don't get me wrong, but he wouldn't be a vice pre- bad vice president because a vice president is just like a mouthpiece if you think about it. I mean, Kamala Harris can do the job. You don't have to have any brain cells or anything. You just go and you just you talk. You make speeches. Maybe you meet with foreign leaders representing or being a representative of the president, like Joe Biden did with China and Ukraine. Start to make sense there. Um, I like Tucker as as VP, but I, I think I think there are other people that could be readily available and, and picked. So yeah. a, a nice one would be we probably need her for Senate, but uh, Carrie Lake. I'd like to see Carrie Lake. I wouldn't mind Carrie Lake as VP. But uh, the person I was going to say uh, is someone we saw on uh, TV this week in these uh, hearings with these uh, Ivy League presidents, and that is Elise Stefanik from New York. I think she would be an excellent um, choice for vice president as well. So I don't know how much vice president actually comes into play when you're dealing with the electorate and, you know, when you're dealing with bringing other people in, you know, uh, would be voters and, and potential voters and things like that. We you know would at least the fanic help Donald Trump pull in some of the suburban women or women in general, or would it not give him any bump at all? You know, who knows? So I don't know. There's probably multiple ways you could look at this and I'm sure they're doing their research on, on candidates right now. So, but I would like to see at least the fanic. She would be one of my, one of my top picks. I like that too, but Mark, a lot of people aren't like us, and they might have a problem with the name recognition. That's yeah. the only thing I think of. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, the shuffler in chief. What's that? The shuffler in chief, Joe Biden. Shuffler in chief. I mean, I saw a meme this week, and it was like Biden from ten years ago and Biden today, and in in the comment underneath was like, "There is no way in hell I believe." These two are the same people. And I was like, I've been saying that. They don't look anything alike. I mean, I know people, you know, change as they get older. I just, I don't even want to get started. All right, go ahead. Okay, this is Biden after he made a speech about Lord knows what. Um, he, he was asking about his son, Hunter, and his business dealings, and he just said it was all a bunch of lies. Uh, there is polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70% of Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans in this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brothers or business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not. And... It's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with either of their associates? I did not. There's lies. Okay, now, Mark, give me a second here to gather my thoughts. So I'll I'll let you gather while I talk here. So Devin Archer's a liar. Uh, All of the the other people, Tony Bobolinsky's a liar. All these people are just lying. They're all liars, Joe, because they just have no other reason uh, other than to lie that Joe Biden was involved in his son's business dealings. Everyone's a liar, apparently. And even the people that have been defending Joe Biden in Congress that said, yeah, he may have had contact 
with his son's business partners, but it wasn't because they're lying too. No one's on the same page here. It's obvious. It's call me crazy, Mark. Stop me in the middle if I'm wrong. It's obvious that he was selling out America for foreign money, whether it was to China, Ukraine, whatever. The only question is, was he doing it? And Obama knew. That's that's point mm-hmm. number one. Number two, the FBI knows all this. Merrick Garden, everyone. He should have been prosecuted for this in 2020. Definitely 2021. Maybe 2018. Maybe 2022. But it looks like we're not going to get anything, Mark, until 2025. So you know what this is officially now? You know what 2024 is? The loser goes to jail forever election. That That's what it is. The, the, we're not going to have anything with Trump before that. We're not going to have anything with Biden before that. I think what's going to happen is loser of this election, if it is really Biden, goes to jail forever. What else can it be? What the loser leaves be? town match. Yes, like the WWF. Except instead of leaving town, instead of retiring, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, listen, if Biden uh, or whoever the Democratic nominee wins in 2024, we may have to shut this podcast down because the Sons of Liberty are going to be getting a knock at the door from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. But I'm fine. It's my wife that has the issue with, with that. I, I, hey, I'll press it to the to the absolute limit. <laughs> my wife could very well say shut it down. So I don't know. But you see how easy it is, Joe, with these what these people do. You know, we think Biden's an idiot, a moron, and he probably is at some some level. But it's just it's just the playbook. It's the script. They follow the script to a T. Lie, lie, and lie. Because and lie until you don't have to lie anymore. Because the media is just going to cover for you and you're not going to be pushed on it and pressed on it to the point where you're not going to have to be held accountable. So just keep lying. Because you're, you're I will say, base, all right, what the 30% of, of Democratic voters are always going to believe him in any of everything he says. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. You got to watch that video and just not even pay attention. Just look at his, just watch his facial. He looks lost. Number one. Number two, what he said is an outright lie. Like he's lying to the media. That's what, that's what I'm saying. This is not the same person from 10 years ago. Doesn't uh, look anything like he did. It is. That is very weird, but that's conspiracy land stuff. I mean, you bring that up and, and people just close their ears. They tune it out right away. That, that's, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, people listening could say, well, well, Mark, what do you think? He's, is this someone else? Is this, you know, some body double? Is Joe Biden wearing a mask? I don't know, but it's not the same person, okay? Exactly. That's what you need to tell him. Look, I don't know. I can't prove that, but isn't it weird? The guy, the guy's always shuffling around what's completely different. And sometimes uh, he uh, just ended, ended now with Joe Biden. He's not going to be the nominee anyway. So this... I, I would love to see a loser goes to jail election. I, 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 again, he's not going to be the nominee, though. Well, speaking of Biden, aren't we going to see Hunter testify in front of Congress in like six days? Right. If he if he can survive walking into the courtroom, who knows what's going to happen? We're, we're close to 2024, man. Every year it's gotten crazier. Uh, well, let's see here. He, he is testifying. They'll find some way to get out. I'm telling you, 
They'll find some way to get out of it, to weasel out of it. You're going to have to wait till 2025 for this. We're so close. We're so close yet so far. Okay, well, let's let's look at the latest here on this Hunter Biden testimony, because this is juicy. Uh, it says Hunter Biden's lawyer, this is yesterday, says again that President's son will only testify publicly. That makes me feel like they're going to kill him before he ever. No chance, sir. Yeah. And that's what I thought. He was supposed to hear appear at a hearing. Well, he's he's not. We're not there yet on December 13th. So. I don't know. Uh, he, he's using the excuse that like he's being persecuted because he's the president's son. No, Hunter Biden, you're getting you're getting out of it because you're the president's son. Yeah. Jeez. So this is from NPR. All right. We, I love quoting liberal left-wing sources. It says, still, the controversy surrounding the younger Biden does, does appear to be registering with the public. An NPR poll from early October, two months ago, shows that 63% of respondents believe President Biden has done something unethical or illegal in relation to his son's business dealings. The split is along partisan lines, of course. Nine in 10 Republicans think Biden's done something wrong. Only one in three Democrats do. As I told you, 33%. But actually, that's 30% think he did something wrong. 67% think he's innocent. (laughs) Um, But anyways, we'll see if he shows up to, to testify on December 13th. So that would be next Wednesday. So interesting. Very, very interesting. Will he be held in contempt of Congress if he doesn't show up? Yeah, you have to, because like we said, precedents were were set three, two, three years ago with Trump. You didn't show up for Steve Bannon got thrown in jail, I believe. Something. I mean, hey, what are you going to do? I don't make the rules, Mark. I hope they made the rules, not me. It says here from Jamie Comer um, and Jim Jordan. They addressed this to Hunter Biden's lawyer. If Mr. Biden does not appear for his deposition on December 13, 2023, the committees will initiate contempt of Congress proceedings. Yeah, he, he probably took that letter and, and rolled a doobie with it. Uh, remember the lawyer? Was, was, wasn't it Hunter Biden's lawyer that was caught on the, the balcony with bong? Oh, major bong rips. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but speaking of congressional hearings, Joe, I know this is not on our on our on our play sheet today but my goodness why can't we get impeachment proceedings started for alejandro mayorkas 12,000 12,000 migrant um what's the word i'm looking for uh i don't want to say undocumented undocumented uh persons 12,000 yeah what is it migrants uh is it confrontations is that the word that they use Look, I'm trying to think of the word they that they use. Regardless, that's like that's like encountering an entire encounters. Army. Encounters. That's it. Okay, that that's like encountering an entire army division in the desert. That, in that's one like, day. Yeah, that's the highest ever recorded that we know of. Yeah, twelve thousand people in one day. Migrant encounters. That's an army division. That that's like like that's division strength there. Like ten, eight to twelve thousand people. That's an entire division of our military. And and real quick, let's touch on that too. 
I think if this was a bill, they were going to, since there's so many men that are coming here between the ages of 18 and 25, they want to have these people serve in the military to earn their citizenship. Has anyone not heard of, like, Mark, you teach, you teach high school. Isn't this what led to the fall of Rome? Are, are they not picking up history books? Ugh. Oh, my Lord. Um, Joe, never say never. But if we lose 2024 and we somehow lose the House and also lose the Senate, say we lose all three chambers, they could honestly grant amnesty to all of these illegal migrants and make them all citizens of this of this great country in one fell swoop. Don't Did say you hear what you said, citizens. They can make them police officers. They can make them Army National Guard. They can apparently make them whatever they want. That should scare everyone. Let's not what? worry. About, let's not worry about what happened after. Let's 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 nip it in the bud before. If you're listening, this is like a big deal. So, one more thing we need to talk about, and I don't know the details on this, but I did hear this, is that. Biden is ready to make concessions on Ukraine in order to have some sort of revamped framework regarding the southern border. So does that mean that they are willing to basically give up on funding Ukraine or, I'm sorry, give up on letting these migrants across the southern border and strengthen the southern border in exchange for Hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars of funding for Ukraine, Joe? You're, you're right. You're on the right track. But this is we're, – we're brainwashed, Mark, us too, because this is American politics. There shouldn't be any deals like that. There shouldn't be any – right. One you're deal right. at a time. One deal at a time. Like, right. This is the problem with this country. There shouldn't be. That's the first thing I thought of, Joe. Why are we <laughs> negotiating for the southern border? Why can't we just sit, close the border? On Fox News, though, they won't give they won't give you that perspective. They'll 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 introduce it exactly like you did, and they'll never say anything we just said right now. Why does it have to be this for that, tit for tat? Why can't we have a single bill, a single vote on a single bill about a single topic? Uh, I hate politics, man. I wish this was a sports podcast. Sometimes <laughs> it was for about ten minutes. Again, you you saw like in our in our fantasy football chat how I got with Florida State, because I I just feel like, how can you keep a 13 and a team out of there? Get, getting sidetracked here. But isn't it crazy, though, to everyone listening out there, and we have listeners in over 20 states and multiple countries, that we have to negotiate in this United States of America to secure our southern border in exchange for more funding for Ukraine. The best is think about the people we're going that, that are negotiating on our behalf. They're all eighty some years old. It'd be like a nursing home. Some of it, I mean, the people in the house are a little bit younger because there's a lot more of them, and it's a two year thing. And you know, you you only it's a lot of a lot of rotations in there. It doesn't make sense to exactly buy out a congressman when you know it's not a six year term, if you know what I mean. But this is who's doing our negotiating. Idiots, the worst of us. It seems like. I know. I know. All right, um, staying with the House of Representatives here. Um, we just found out that Kevin McCarthy is retiring. Uh, House Speaker Emeritus is retiring from Congress. Oh, in 24 days. 
So we have more resignations, Joe. Who else is resigning? Um, I keep on wanting to say uh, Patrick McHenry. Yeah. I think it's just Patrick Henry, though. Or is it? Is it McHenry? I think it's McHenry. Yeah. Okay. Patrick Henry. I want to say Patrick Henry, but it's Patrick McHenry. Uh, <laughs> so he's out, but I think he's going to. F- I think he's for sure going to finish his term at least, but he's not going to seek re-election or anything. McCarthy's out at the end of the year. So talk, have you ever seen a bigger, uh, rewind back one year ago, Mark, this guy was, you know, for America, for us, Mr. Republican. We got the majority. Let's do this. Now he's not in charge and he literally picked up his toys and went home to California like a baby. You know what? If, if I was the speaker, I'd make an example. I, I send him home now. Give him his check. Send him home today. Send him home today. Say, we don't need to wait for you. Leave now. We don't need you. Actually, send everyone home. These these things they're voting on, we'll, we'll get to who they kicked out next. And uh, the, send them all home. Until they want to come here and actually work, they should have been working over the, the, things, the, the Christmas break. Should have been working the entire Christmas break. Take a day off. Take the weekend off, come back on Monday, the 26th, or whatever it is, the 27th, yep. and get back to work then. But no, they don't want to do that. And we have a debt ceiling coming up at the beginning of the year. Send them all home. But yes, to answer your question, those two are retiring. Kevin McCarthy, being a giant baby, picking up his toys and going home. And then the Republicans, I believe 103, voted to kick out George Santos strictly on accusations. Nothing. He wasn't convicted of a crime, Mark. He wasn't like Jamal Bowman, who pled guilty to pulling a firearm, and then nothing happened to him. I think he was actually censured about an hour ago. It just came across my phone. He was. Um, Bob Menendez, Mark, do I need to remind you that he has bars of gold from Egypt that are from a, the, the, the heist of some sort? Yeah. Remember, remember Eric Swallow and his Chinese spy girlfriend that he slept with? What about numerous other politicians, Mark? Really? They're going <laughs> to throw out George Santos. Someone who's only accused of a crime. Uh, while these people are still in, I don't know, Mark, but this is going to be a very slippery slope for the next Congress. Uh, it, it better be, or or get out, get out, get out, don't run. What's going to happen to the Republican majority, Mark? I think we had four or five votes to start 2023. So without George Santos, Kevin McCarthy, we take two down now. So our what? Our majority goes from what? Seven to five? There's other people. I, I feel like there's there's no, because we lost someone. And then didn't someone leave to go be a, a, a dean at some college? I'm not sure. If if we lose, I may have Patrick McHenry counted as being gone. But I think we're going to have like a one or two vote majority after this. Maybe Jeez. three. Maybe three. I, I don't know. This is this is a big deal. This is kind of kind of scary because all that work during the election, we, we we saw like the red wave come, and then people the, the Senate just collapsed. We thought we were going to win both, but we kept the House. We kept what was important. And are we going to lose lose that because Kevin McCarthy wants to take his toys and go home? I mean, we have it's what a like, we have a year. We have a year to to fend fend any of these attacks off. From the left because of this narrow majority now. So now you only need to pluck, you know, a couple of Republicans to side with Democrats. Interesting. Interesting. 
Um, well, we'll see what happens, I guess. Bill Johnson, Ohio. He's going to resign. They say early next year. I thought it was this year. Um, and I think I think that was the one that was going to be a dean or somewhere of a college. Mm-hmm. That was the other one. But yeah, so that's that's three right off the bat. That, that, that Santos, Kevin McCarthy, Crybaby McCarthy, and Crybaby uh, Bill Johnson. Um. All right, let's Real move quick, on here. Let's, because we, we, let's just let's just get the facts out there. We, I was suspect about McCarthy from the beginning. If you go back and listen to the episodes of this podcast last year, you were. He became the speaker. We supported him, Mark, for a while until it just became cool sound bites and nothing else. So f him. Good riddance. You are very critical of him. Skeptical, we, but we we both supported him though when when it was time. We gave him a chance. We gave him a chance for like eight months. Yeah, we did. No January six tapes, nothing. So that that's why. So and then he does something like this. It tells you he's he's not America first. So good, good riddance. Bye bye. All right. Nancy uh, Pelosi even stayed. Mark, I'm sorry, but I'm Nancy Pelosi even stayed. <laughs> Say what you want about Democrats, but geez, the Democrats wouldn't or aren't that stupid though, Joe. You're you right. Know, they would do something like that. You're right. All right, can we move on? Uh, no, because Nancy Pelosi's husband was in the middle of a gay sex scandal, and she still hung around. It's just, uh, grow a spine. Come on, guys. Evan McCarthy. Yeah. All right, that's all. I'm out. I got it all out of my system, I think. All right, RFK. Uh, he made some news headlines this week by admitting to being on the Lolita Express. Joe, tell our listeners what the Lolita Express is for those of anyone who doesn't know. It's not exactly a Kennywood ride, but it involved children, apparently. And it was to his island, Jeffrey Epstein's plane, that Bill Clinton, I believe, flew on 26 times to the island. Um, yeah, that's, that's the plane. So I have I have some opinions on this, but um, there were other people that flew on this plane, uh, you know, Donald Trump. But I feel like RFK Jr. was, and Donald Trump as well, a target, and many other people, mind you, mind you, were targets of this honeypot scheme, this blackmail operation. You know, we we've we believe that Epstein was an agent of the CIA and Mossad, and he was being used along with Ghislaine Maxwell to blackmail and collect dirt on politicians, uh, powerful people, influential people. Some succumbed, right? And had sex with, and, and who knows what else, with underage girls, and some didn't. Seems like RFK was one of those people that didn't. Joe, what's your take on the, him being admitting to flying on Epstein's plane? Uh, either two things, and I hope it's the latter, either A, he's trying to get in front of something and more information is going to come out later, which I, I hope isn't true. I like RFK Jr. Seems, seems like a nice guy or, um, he is giving like a warning. Like you could be on the plane and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a crime. Take for instance, you said Donald Trump, Donald Trump never flew to Epstein's Island where all these crazy acts and things happening um supposedly supposedly happened i mean 
just flying on a plane isn't a crime. Now, if he went down to the island, I'd be like, dude, you got to explain what what were you going? But if he's just hitching a ride from point A to point B, that's how it works. They're clearly trying to get these guys compromised, whoever it is, FBI, Mossad, CIA. Perfect example, Godfather 2, Mark. And we've used the Godfather in the movies like Casino, Goodfellas, numerous times in this podcast. But the senator in the movie Godfather 2, they get him in a compromising position. Next thing you know, he's on drugs, wakes up, there's a dead hooker next to him. They have him controlled for the rest of his life or the rest of the time that he's a senator. The same now, senator that would that called him Vito Corleone. Yes. Yes. But uh that's how that's how I think I've seen Island worked. You get down there, you have a vice, you have a couple of vices, maybe, and uh you're you know, you're you're not the nicest person to begin with. You're probably weak. You go down there, you get caught doing something you shouldn't be because there's probably cameras everywhere. They tell you, hey, by the way, that girl's 16. That girl's 15. And we're going to show the world this, tell the world this. Unless you could do us a few favors when you get elected or, you know, once that you are elected. If you do, you'll also be rich. If you don't, your life will be ruined. Does that sound like an accurate, what it could be, Mark? Because we'll never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, that's what it sounds like. So I don't know, but um, I'm, I was interested when I heard him say that he flew on that plane. Um, you know, I don't think anything. I don't think he did anything wrong, nor do I think Trump did anything wrong. Or we would probably would have heard about that by now. He you did know, call for the full list too. Also, we should note that RFK Jr. wants the full list released, which no one else. It, it seems like you know no one else is calling for this to be released. Yeah. You know, we've seen the pictures with Bill Clinton um with young girls we've we've heard testimony from what from women or girls or women now that have had sex with prince andrew um you know when all this came out joe you know in the past like 24 hours i saw another this painting resurface again and i'm sure you've seen it too not the bill clinton dressed in a dress with heels on painting but the one with George Bush holding a paper airplane. Oh, yes. With two, I don't know. Jenga towers. Jenga, I was like Jenga tower blocks. Yeah. With a big smile on his face, holding a paper airplane in his hand. I, I, I just blew my mind when I saw that again. That's a sick sense of humor. And it's almost like I know stuff that the general public doesn't know. And I laugh about it. And I and I laugh about it, and I make paintings. But that's like something a sick, twisted person would do. Because people died in nine eleven, like, and for you to just right there, all the conspiracies combined for a person that was so close to so many presidents and around the White House and so many politicians, a little weird, a little bit weird that photo. Let's stay on. Let's stay on nine eleven real quick, Joe. This is from Tucker Carlson, nineteen hours ago. Alex Jones predicted nine eleven in detail and on camera. Months before it happened. How did he do that? And why did the government decide to destroy him after he did? The full interview Thursday. Let's play this quick audio clip from Alex Jones from July 25th, 2001. This looks like it was made 40 years ago. And the fact that, you know, we, <laughs> I was just graduated high school at this point. Um, but here we go. It's a known CIA asset in the 80s. You know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, 
He's the boogeyman they need. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners. Baltimore. Wow. He's not wrong. That's what we've been saying for, for years. Even the, And I've gone back and forth on 9-11, but I think since like 2009 or 10, I've been like, at best case scenario, that was only to go to war. I, I don't even know the concept of why we would do that to go to war. I thought it was just for oil. Yeah. Here, it was it, it was probably for a whole money laundering machine to invade other countries, Afghanistan, get the opium, use the CIA to sell the opium to make heroin and fentanyl and control the drug trade and all that fun, crazy stuff, Mark. So. Interesting. Interesting. Are we ever going to get truth behind 9-11 or... We'll get to this at the end of the episode because that's another very interesting segue. Um, FDR in Pearl Harbor. There's people that say FDR knew knew it was going to happen and let it happen to get us involved in World War II. People forget that him and Winston Churchill were bosom buddies. I mean, they were both Navy men. Yep. All right. Um, what do you got next, Joe? Something about... Oh, this is... I Can saw you this. go to work? Yeah. New York, this is from Wall Street Silver on uh, X. New York City will be the first city in America to charge Americans just to go to work in the morning. Americans will have to pay $23 per day. Passenger vehicles will be charged $15 to enter the congestion zone, whatever that is. Trucks will be between $24 and $36, and motorcycles $7.50. So, might be time to get a motorcycle. Uh, this is going to be weekdays, I think, 5 to 9 p.m. And weekends, Mark, 9 to 9 p.m. on weekends? I, I don't know exactly what the congestion zone is. That's downtown Manhattan, where it is. But they're going to enforce it with cameras and stuff. So it's just so big brother. Like, there's so many other scary things I could think of besides just the cars and the cameras and, and how they charge people automatically. Let alone the fact they're charging you to go to work. Um, so the this is and I was we were talking before we jumped on to re- hit the record button. This kind of sounds like, uh, and I was I forgot the word and I just found it uh, a ZTO in Italy, which is a uh, limited traffic zone in in Italy. They have these around. Um, so. That's what it sounds like this congestion zone might be. But in Italy, you need a permit to enter the ZTL. If you're just renting a car as a tourist and you drive into a ZTL, you're going to get fined for it. Um, but this is crazy, actually. I mean, $15 enter the conge- what's congestion zone, Manhattan, lower Manhattan. Okay, picture you're a nurse. You just, you know, for, for a year and a half, the, even through, we'll, we'll go all the way to the, the the winter of severe severe illness and death. You know, you you battle coronavirus, all this stuff. Now, you got to work your first hour half off at best, unless you drive a freaking motorcycle to work in the winter. You got to your first hour of work is half off that you're still getting taxed on because of this law, this rule. Meanwhile, how much are they giving to illegal immigrants? Anyone? Free. Everything. <laughs> Craziness. Uh, and that's why people will continue to move out of New York, Joe, and play for places like Florida, Texas, and uh, all those other sunny states in the South. So, 
All right, right. Uh, uh, let's begin to wrap up here, Joe. Today is December 7th. For those of you that uh, do not know or are not aware or paid no attention in history, today is the 82nd anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. I was uh, in Pearl Harbor, at Pearl Harbor, uh, technically last year, July or January of 22. And it was a very moving experience. I was at the USS Arizona Memorial. We went to the Pearl Harbor uh, Museum. Beautiful day. And all I could think about, Joe, while I was at the USS Arizona um, and in Pearl Harbor itself is Japanese bomber planes flying overhead and basically destroying all of the naval warships that were in Pearl Harbor that day, which actually, uh, for those of you that don't know, a lot of them were actually rescued and salvaged. And yes. again, and one of those, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, was the USS Missouri. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mighty Mo, which is the same ship that the treaty was signed on uh, to end World War II. And there was actually Japan's surrender. And they, they purposely sent that ship there just for imagine. Oh wow, talk about just being punked if you're Japan. Like you have right. to sign your surrender, which which Japan hadn't surrendered or lost the war, I believe, in about a thousand years before this. Yes. Uh, you have to sign your surrender your peace treaty on the ship that you sunk in the initial mm-hmm. act of the war. So yeah. You thought it was going good. They ran rampant for about six, eight months. I mean, they, they, anything in the Pacific that was US owned was under threat or taken over. So or yeah. British, too, if you think about it. British, French, anything. Yeah, but, you know, the Japanese had a, a lot of spies on the island um, of Oahu and in Hawaii in general that were feeding information back to the Japanese. The Japanese inflicted a lot of damage, but didn't go far enough, believe it or not. You know, um, they were targeting, I think, what, Joe, not only the ships, but uh, I think the oil. Correct. Oil reserves on uh, Oahu. So, and the aircraft carriers, but they, I don't know if you're going to get into this. I'm sorry if I cut you off. But no, you they, did. Go ahead. Um, the aircraft carriers were not there, luckily. They were on patrol somewhere. Yes. So, again, a date that would have forever changed the world. And, you know, a lot of people were under the impression that this kicked off World War II, but World War II was already underway for two years prior to this, if close to three. And what this did was this brought the United States into World War II. And, uh, you know, whether we knew it was coming or not, who knows? But uh, this would uh, ultimately go on to change world history. This this day, 82 years ago, today. So that's all I got. That's all I have. May the rest in peace. It's like 2,400 souls, I believe, were lost. Over 2,400. Uh, and you had civilians, too, lose their lives. People don't realize that. It wasn't all just military personnel. Civilians lost their lives, too. And you were talking about spies on the island, Mark. Does that sound like something that could happen again? We have a wide open border. These are islands, okay? We got a wide open border. You don't think something like this can happen again? So we, we remember. We remember Pearl Harbor. You know, let's never let... We remember what are we remembering really? It was a surprise. Never let it happen again. Just like 9-11. You know, we remember what exactly are we remembering? Because I think we're forgetting here. Because we're setting ourselves up where something like this can happen again, and it could be much worse, much, much worse. And the stakes are higher now, Mark, because we got these things called nukes. It's a great point. It's a great point. You know, 
And uh, we're we're one election away, Joe, from just completely going off the deep end in terms of tyranny and control on our lives. So uh, 40 days election Iowa caucuses. Yep. And we need to keep our eyes on 2024. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Uh, have a great weekend, all of our listeners out there. Um, Joe, anything else you want to end with? Because I got yeah, we'll be back um, next week, and then come twenty twenty four, we're gonna we're gonna really hit the uh, hit it hard. So we're gonna yeah. come out swinging. We got a lot of things coming up right off the bat. The Iowa caucuses are in January fifteenth. They are, and then we before you know it, it'll be Super Tuesday, and we'll have a nominee by then. So that's it. God bless everyone. Remember, 2024, loser goes to jail election. (laughs) See ya. See ya. A sweet song, sir. A Tennessee Roll Tide.